This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. And welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Amy Kong from the Asian Real Estate Association. And she's also the co-founder of Trust Real Estate in California. Before we get to Amy, just a couple of quick reminders. Please help us by telling a friend. Think of one other real estate professional that could benefit from hearing from top producers like Amy and send them a link to our website. Anyone can find us right at keepingitrealpod.com, whether you're a podcast person or not, and you can stream every episode we've ever done right from your browser. If If you are a podcast person or the person you're going to refer to us is a podcast person, just have them pull up any app that does podcasts and search for Keeping It Real and hit that subscribe button. And also, please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod or just search for keeping it real podcast in Facebook and also hit the subscribe and like button so that you can see all of our updates. Every single day we post an article that we find online specifically designed to help agents grow their business. Um, So thank you for continuing to support and listen to our show. And now on to our interview with Amy Kong. Okay, today on the show, we have Amy Kong from the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, Amy is an immigrant from Hong Kong, and she has served the San Francisco and Mid-Peninsula real estate markets since 1988. She is the co-founder of Trust Real Estate in San Bruno, California. Honesty and integrity are her core values in the business and also in community outreach. Among her various local and national endeavors, she is now the the ARIA national president. ARIA is the Asian Real Estate Association of America. Amy is bilingual in English and Cantonese. And I'm going to read you ARIA's mission uh, really quickly because we think it's very important. ARIA is dedicated to promoting sustainable home ownership opportunities in Asian American communities by creating a powerful national voice for housing and real estate professionals that serve this dynamic market. Now, please visit Amy on her website, which is trustreca.com. And also learn more about ARIA, visit ARIA, which is A-R-E-A-A.org. Uh, Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being part of us. Thank you so much for having me, DJ. Very nice meeting you. It's a pleasure. We, Amy and I were just talking for about 20 minutes before we even started, and I realized, boy, all, a lot of this we should have uh, we should have recorded, but we'll go over it again because mm-hmm. Amy has a lot of good things to say, and we are really grateful. Um, we should also mention that it is May, which is... Uh, which is AAPI Heritage Month, um, which uh, we should talk about what AAPI is because we'll be using that acronym uh, during this conversation. So do you mind defining what AAPI is? 
Absolutely. AAPI is not a homogeneous group. AAPI combined together represent more than 50 countries. So wow. the short form, uh, the long, longer description of AAPI is Asian American Pacific Islanders. Wow. And we should mention that the AAPI community in, in the realtor community, best that we can tell, is about 7% or so of the overall realtor uh, makeup. And so we have uh, now we have about a million and a half realtors. So that translates to roughly 100,000 AAPI realtors out there. So it's not uh, a not uh, insignificant group or number of, of people. And uh, you know, also the the bigger conversation I think we'll we'll be having later on in the conversation is is the rise of of some unfortunately some uh, Asian anti Asian uh, hate crimes that we're experiencing. We want to have some conversations to raise awareness uh, in the realtor community about that. But before we get get to that, um, we'd love to hear Amy about how you got into real estate. We'd love to hear that journey all the way back from to 1988 to to today. So can you tell us about how you got involved in real estate? Well. Um... I'm an immigrant, right? I'm immigrant from Hong Kong in 1988, right before the 1997, uh, you know, hangover. Uh, the transfer of power, yeah. 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 So I came from a very traditional family, so I did not get an opportunity to go college. So someone with no college degree, it's very difficult to locate a quote-unquote better job, right? So at the moment, you know, uh, we have a relative that introduced me and start working in a very traditional um, real estate office in San Francisco, Chinatown called Dick Chin Realty. And at the time I started as a receptionist to handle uh, the book, which sure. is like part of the property management work, right? Mm -hmm. And then later on my broker found that, hey, how come you finish your job so quickly? <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, I was young, right? So everything, we can computerize it. So then I, he started to give me an opportunity to learn what mortgage is all about. So I started to uh, do mortgage. So you can imagine back in 1989, yeah. uh, when the global recession started, yeah. uh, interest rates started to come down, right? So I get the um, uh, privilege of uh, serving a group of um Asian people within Chinatown to refinance their mortgages. Sure. So of course, naturally down the road, I started to uh, tap into real estate buy and sell. So I became an independent uh, broker and run our own business uh, since year 2000. Wow! Well, congratulations. That is that is quite a quite a journey. And um and and how big is is the is the trust real estate team? I know you have several uh, several team members. Yes, ever since year 2000, uh, I've been telling myself that I really need to deliver quality work. So our office has never been big. It's always, I call it a boutique office. So now Trust Real Estate grow to a team of approximately 12 people. I, I, I didn't count it, <laughs> but it's like around 12 people. But it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, ever since I partnered with Sai Ing, um, which is a technology-based company, right? Um, the, the, the level of availability of my time to not just serve the community, but also doing my business are increasing. So the production and that kind of care towards our agents uh, increases. So I'm very happy with the new um, partnership. 
Let's talk about that partnership only because I will absolutely forget to mention to ask about it later. So let's talk about Sying and, and the and the sort of technology platform that that assists you in your business. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in 2000, I started to become a, a business owner. So I have to do everything, anything within the office. And then 2001, I gained my broker license and become the broker on record. So you know how that is. As a broker on record, you always uh, worry about <laughs> what's Everything. your agents going <laughs> out there yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Of course, you know, I'm lucky because I have really good uh, licensees that, you know, work together with the same vision to do the best we can to serve the company. But, you know, as time goes by, I got tired as well. But when I joined Sai, you know, I offload this kind of responsibility, but I can really focus in making sure that the next generation of realtors are doing their job. Because a lot of times that because of technology, like DocuSign and all kinds of stuff, it eliminates a lot of personal touch with our consumer. So back in the old days, I have to bring my, you know, contract, go to my client's house, explain to them one by one and what they're entering into. Nowadays, a lot of people don't even know what their contract they're getting the client into. But with sign with the technology at the background, it gives us more time. So the interaction with consumer are much better now. So I, I, I really love the partnership so far. That's wonderful. Um, and, you know, Let's let's talk about about Aria because this is a very important organization that um, you know our audience might not be as familiar with, and you know now where uh, unfortunately we're we're seeing uh, a huge uptick in in violence against uh, Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, um, you know it's becoming more more prominent in the news, and we want to continue to bring that awareness to to our audience. Um, but can you talk a little bit about what Aria actually does? Aria, actually, but before I go into Aria, let me share this with you. Uh, some statistics that I just pulled up. It's like uh, just in uh, 2020, last year, you know, the Asian hate crimes against Asian American dramatically increased 150%. Yeah, I, I saw that same statistic. And what was what was most interesting to me about that statistic is that hate crimes overall actually decreased which is even more shocking that that the Asian American community had this massive increase where other groups actually saw a decrease. So this is a big, big problem. And, and it is finally getting some media attention, but it is it is something that that is just so shocking. And I, I'm curious, and I apologize for, for cutting you off. I'm just curious on where you think that stems from. What's happening that, that or what's our best guess on, on why we're seeing that uptick in the AAPI well, it's community? It's very simple. I guess all these conversations started when our previous uh, uh, President uh, Trump started to call all these uh, China virus, Kung Fu, all kinds of things, and pointing the finger over to Chinese people. So from that point on, we see all these things happening. Uh, There are, I tell you, there are a lot more verbal abuse uh, than actual hate crime that you can see on TV. And we are blessed because there is some Asian reporter that have dedicated their lives to report all these incidences. Otherwise, I tell you, a lot of people would not even know about it. So yeah, our, yeah. our culture has been so quiet. 
we have been so quiet. You know, we, we, we are taught not to rock the boat. We are taught, you know, to, you know, take things in without creating a lot of trouble. But I guess um, uh, this is not going to continue happening. Our community is standing up. Our community is speaking up. So uh, we would not allow things like that happen again and again. So ARIA, what ARIA do is that we are not any social justice organization. But at the time when people comes to us, because all of our member, our chapter leaders um, are so passionate about our community and nobody would like to see our people suffer like this. So when we all gather together, we were like, number one, what has it to do with ARIA? It has a lot to do with ARIA because our members are the one that is serving this community. You tell me, our people are living in fear. Yeah. They cannot even walk down the neighborhood for a decent morning walk. We are so worried that our senior will be attacked. That's the kind of fear and insecurity of building within our community. We as a realtor, we have to really know what we can do in order to protect this group of people from being harmed, not just physically, but for their housing needs, right? This has a lot to do with fair housing. Think about it, DJ. Sure. Right? I, I, so I, imagine, people, I imagine you're seeing... Right. I was going to say, I imagine you're seeing um, an uptick in discrimination with respect to housing uh, for the AAPI community as well. Yeah. So you imagine if our people are so fearful in living in a certain neighborhood, but that neighborhood is something that is affordable to them, that prohibit them from going over there and started the family and started the American dream to own their own home. So that's why we put together the Diversity and Fair Housing Summit to make sure, number one, we know how to be empathetic to everybody's situation, not just to the Asian, for everybody, even though our African-American brothers and sisters, right? We have to be empathetic and understand beyond somebody's shoes on what the situation is. Number two, we really have to speak up. When we see things that having discrimination action against our community, we have to speak up. Number three, we will do all things possible to report incidents like that. Yes, we might not be able to prosecute that person right away, but at the least once we file that incident, continuously, if these people continuously doing discrimination action against certain group, it will pile up and we can prosecute them. Yeah, it's 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 so interesting. Um, you were we were talking about the increase in the statistics of of the violent crimes that are reported, but you brought up a really strong point, which is most of 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 the the real crime or it really isn't violent and doesn't get reported. It might be verbal uh, or or it may be violent and not reported. And so I'm sure those numbers are actually much higher. Um, and, and as you said, maybe part of the culture is to sort of take it and, and not always uh, report. Um, and, and I applaud you for trying to to change that, to bring more awareness so that when you see something, you say something, whether it's uh, you know, an AAPI member witnesses something or, or somebody who's not part of the community, but witnesses that kind of abuse um, that, that can report. And I imagine, you know, landlords are, are, are probably 
you know, denying more AAPI people uh, th than in, in previous years, I would assume, although that's probably not reported either. So, so it's a really difficult time right now uh, to be an AAPI uh, um, person, I imagine. Well, yeah, it's a difficult time for a lot of people, you know, yeah. uh, within the federal level, we have a group of uh, protected class out from discrimination, right? So uh, we also bring to uh, the awareness of our group. Sometimes if you're not in the situation, it's hard for you to understand what the struggle and where the tears coming from. So being empathetic is something that our realty, you know, real estate professionals really have to rethink the way how we do business. Sometimes it's not about money. Sometimes it's about, am I providing a safe place for this person? Yeah, and also we should talk about the AAPI realtor community is probably also uh, experiencing additional challenges that you know maybe they didn't experience as much of in previous years. And I know that you're, your members have, have been com communicating with each other and sharing those stories um, of discrimination. You know, realtors can be, uh, can be petty, they can be mean, they can be just like anyone else and, and treat other realtors poorly. Um, ha have, you, have you seen an increase in the reporting of the, the realtor members uh, with their own business being affected by, by some of the anti-Asian sentiment that's going on? Well, I guess, uh, uh... Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, the, uh, the new state report from New York really spelled out a lot about the action in that particular region in New York mm. on how realtors discriminate people, right? But I can certain to tell you, right after the report, the realtor community has been working so hard to making sure that, you know, our members are not ignorant, our members are well informed and not, uh, have the knowledge to how to handle different situations. So that's one good improvement. But if you're asking this question, I would like to share some uh, comments and stories from our people. You Please. know that uh, among the realtor community, uh, women realtors uh, outnumbers the, the male realtors. And a lot of times because of all these crazy hate crime going on and all kinds of crimes been going on, especially in our region, I have heard from some of our female realtors now are hesitating to go out and show property to, to all these strangers that found them from online. Sure. So what does that translate? It limited, you know, their, their possibility of making money, yeah. you know, supporting their family. So that's not anything good. But in the meantime, you know, we are always... Uh, advising and suggesting to our realtor member when you go out and show properties, not just female, right, but also male, you have to be really cautious about your safety too, where you should park and, you know, how, how you're supposed to present yourself. Those are the things that we really have to be cautious and also possibly having a first meeting in a more public space with lots of people, probably you know, uh, decreases the, uh, the risk of, of anything violent happening. Um, but, um, but it is still a risk and it is a, a, a very difficult risk. And, and it, it's very sad to me to think a realtor gets this lead is excited to want to help that home buyer or home seller or renter, and then feels unsafe going to service that client. 
and of course they they're feeling unsafe. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's just an unfortunate place, uh, to be right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is realistic, uh, that we have to protect ourselves as well. Yeah. And I, what I love about Aria is not that, well, that I do love that, that of course the, the primary mission is to empower home ownership opportunities for, for the Asian American uh, community, but also to provide support to those realtors, to the AAPI realtors or for realtors in general who, who work with AAPI uh, buyers and sellers, investors, renters. Um, can you talk a little bit about the community uh, that, that Aria has created where, you know, the, those realtors can communicate and support each other? Well, absolutely. We have uh, conventions, we have uh, uh, opportunities, networking opportunity all the time. So I tell you, a lot of the people not just call ARIA, not just tell people that I'm an ARIA member. So a lot of times that people say I'm part of the ARIA family. Yeah. You know, this is how we are. You know, as time goes by, we ended up become really close friends because we have common topics to talk about, you know, our business, our encounter, our family, how our spouse is supporting our business or no, you know, what we can do, all kinds of stuff. So ended up, we really become close friends. And as you uh, mentioned earlier that, you know, a lot of people are moving away from California, the migration, the API migration from some of the statistics are showing that people, Asian people are actually moving down to the Southeast states like Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Alabama, Texas. So within ARIA, we have a lot of referral business organically growing and sure. continuing. So uh, that's another fun part of being a part of the ARIA family. So uh, the networking opportunity is just tremendous. And also um, the education program that we put together are also very inspiring as well. Like um, at the beginning of the year, I was chatting with my uh, EDGE chair. Aria has a group called EDGE, which is all these young professionals. So I was like, hey, maybe we should put together some program and bring to the awareness of the young realtor that this is a time for you to start building your retirement income by investing in real estate. So we call that a FIRE movement, which is financially independent and retire early. I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's something that like uh, our edge group just put together an event last month. It was fascinating. We see a lot of these young realtors actually has been doing things like that. So for others on the audience, they were like, oh, maybe I should start doing it, especially interest rates so low. Why not? Right. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like you, you offer a tremendous number of, of programming, uh, also, you know, community and, and support. Um, and we should mention too, uh, if anyone, if any of our listeners are either part of the AAPI realtor community, but aren't a member of ARIA, or you aren't, even if you're not part of the AAPI community, but you want to support ARIA, um, what's the best way somebody should get involved? <laughs> you know what? Uh, DJ, you don't have to be an Asian in order to be part of the ARIA family. I tell you, I have 42 different chapters across the U.S. and Canada, 17,000 members. A lot of our chapter leaders, they are non-Asian. And what you can do locally, just look for an ARIA chapter locally, right? If you don't know where you, you, you know, whether your location has a chapter, go to our website, aria.org, contact us. 
or you can look up on all of our chapters demographic, then you will be able to find a local chapter to connect. But then again, if you cannot find anything, feel free to reach out to myself or to ARIA national staff. We will definitely help you connect. And the most exciting part is that recently, because we know that there is a huge Asian migration to the Southeast states, the newest chapter is in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> so I'm Wonderful. waiting to go there and visit them <laughs> and put them all in store as chapter leaders. Very exciting. Well, congratulations on the uh, the expansion of ARIA. And uh, it's it's really a, a magnificent organization. And I will tell you, we, we reach out to many organizations, uh, realtor association organizations, um, and we, we, we usually get a, a good response, but oftentimes the president themselves does not, does not often come on our show. So we are so grateful uh, that you were you know, willing to spend the time. And I also want to ask sort of a, a final question about um, you know, if, if anyone in our audience who's a practicing real estate professional witnesses any sort of AAPI discrimination, whether it's to another realtor or to a client, a customer, um, or maybe has, uh, you know, just witnesses something that violates fair housing or possibly violates just, just law in general. Um, how should a realtor go about sort of reporting that where should, if, if they don't know where to report that, should they reach out to Ari and say, Hey, I just witnessed something. What should I do? Or, or do you have any, any proactive steps of, of how they can proceed from there? Well, absolutely. So as a realtor member, of course, you know, we always suggest that go ahead and talk to that broker of that agent first, right? Yeah. If you cannot resolve that issue, bring it up to your local association or realtor. Right. I'm pretty sure that they will definitely take action. Yes. But if you still don't see a satisfactory result, go ahead and report it to HUD. Right. Yeah. Yep. And all these resources are all on our ARIA website. You know, so go ahead and go to the ARIA website and you see resources on there. And if you still don't know what to do, feel free to reach out to us and then see what we can do to connect you. I can share one story with you. Our Please. Diversity and Fair Housing Summit co-chair, Lisa, she's from Denver, Colorado. Uh, it is very difficult for her to every time, you know, tell this story. But the condo she lives in is something that is like really high end in Denver, Colorado. And majority of the people, of course, is not Asian. She's the one and only Asian girl in there. She's a single mom with kids and she was pregnant. At the time, the HOA keep bothering her, neighbor keep complaining about her on a very unreasonable level. So ended up, she feel like, is it because I'm Asian that people do things like that to me? So ended up, she filed a complaint to the HOA. The HOA ignored her, everything. And then she filed a complaint everywhere. Ended up, she filed a complaint to HUD to make a record there. So down the road, if anybody move into this complex that are not in the same color and experience things like that, at least there is a record. And that person in the future can absolutely do something about the HOA. So that's part of the action that we can do and we should not continue and we will not continue to suck in. Right. You know, our name is AAPI. A lot of times that people will lump us because our number is small. A lot of statistics, people will put white, African-American, Hispanic, and other. Right. 
Some years ago, uh, ARIA did an ad policy advocacy effort to change, to ask for change on the quarterly housing report produced by the Census Bureau to our Congress and Senate to review. They lumped us into other and ended up, they created a new separate category called AAPI. So if you wanted to help the AAPI community and make sure we are no longer the perpetual foreigners, make sure on all of your research, your report, include us. And our name is AAPI. We are not other. And we will not tolerate anybody call us other. That's a very, very strong point. And it's a not insignificant number of people in this country. Uh, you know, 5.4% sounds small in, as a percentage, but we have hundreds of millions of people in this country. Uh, you know, we know there's almost uh, around 100,000 AAPI realtors uh, in, in the United States alone. So there, they, this is not an other, <laughs> and, and nobody should be in the other group anyway, but, but you, there's a large community of AAPIers uh, in, in this country, and they are going through a tough time right now. This is a difficult, difficult time. And uh, the main reason that that we we asked Amy to come on was, well, of course, it is Asian American Pacific Islander National Heritage Month uh, in this country, and we want to support that, but also to bring awareness, unfortunately, to some of the um, what we're seeing in the news. And AAPI realtors are, are, are experiencing this, as, as we talked about, of course, uh, a, not Non-realtors who are part of the AAPI community are, are you know, of course, uh, dealing with horrific crime. Um, there were four, I think, four incidences in New York over the weekend, um, which were, you know, which were unfortunately very violent. And so this is a, a real thing. And we just want to continue to raise awareness and, and let's have empathy and compassion for those AAPI realtors out there and AAPI customers who are, are scared. Um, there's real violence happening. And so, as Amy said, you know, if you see something, say something, report it, whether it's to police or if it's a realtor issue to your local association and then continue up that chain of command uh, uh, and also report it to HUD if you see any housing violations. Um, but we we hope that, and it's so interesting too, Amy, as, as I was thinking about, you know, and it's so, I feel so ignorant to, to not have put this together, but I was, I was saying earlier to Amy before we started, I said, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, but I, I was thinking recently, like, I wonder why there is an uptick in, in all this violence. I didn't even connect that because the previous administration had so demonized um, uh, China in particular uh, for, for COVID that that would translate into real world violence. Um, and sadly it has, and that seems to be the most explainable reason for this uptick in, in violence. And so um, it's something that that we need to remember that words matter and words can 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 create unfortunate action. Um, and so the more awareness I think uh, we have and, and the more compassion that we can summit, uh, uh, sort of summon up in ourselves um, is, is I think what uh, the best antidote maybe we have and also legislation in place to protect uh, protect those those marginalized groups. Um, so I, I applaud you. I know this is a difficult time uh, for 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 your community right now. And, you know, we just want to, uh, you know, thank you for for coming on our show and raising our awareness um, and continuing to uh, 
you know, support the AAPI community and, and letting us know what we can do uh, to support uh, to support the AAPI community as well. Um, so Amy, on, on behalf of, oh, and we should mention real quickly too, for everyone listening, please go and visit ARIA's website, which is areaa.org. Learn more about it, sign up, become a member. They are a fantastic organization. They have an amazing reputation and they do a lot of good work. So go do that. And then Amy, if there's anyone out there who happens to be a buyer, a seller, a renter, an investor who is in the San Francisco Bay Area and wants to work with somebody on your team, because this is an amazing time in real estate, uh, of course, with low interest rates and just a lot of people itching to uh, to move, um, what's the best way that that anyone out there who wants to work with, with somebody from Trust uh, should reach out to you? <laughs> Go ahead and visit our website, trustreca.com. And uh, I will give you my contact information. And then uh, if anybody inquire about it, feel free to share. Uh, honestly, I'm here to really make sure, you know, the AAPI community is being noticed. And, um, and again, you know, it's not about the deal or the money. It is about putting somebody in homes that they feel safe, happy, and grow their family. So DJ, I really appreciate the opportunity to share some of the work from ARIA. So um, I'm hoping that our community will continue to be better. I wanted to end this. Um, I always share this with a lot of people. I really like Bruce Lee, not just because he's handsome, <laughs> but because there are things that in his mind really inspire us. Remember one of the interview he has with the producer, the producer asked Bruce, do you want people to see you as a Chinese or an American? And Bruce's answer is, I want people to see me as a human being. So fair housing is not just for AAPI, but it's for everybody. So that's what Aria wanted to um, promote and create this kind of uh, peaceful environment. And quietly, we will make the change. Well, I I, uh, I love Bruce Lee as well, and he uh, he was quite the philosopher, which a lot of people might not know. Uh, he had a lot of really intelligent uh, beliefs and thoughts, and he he's he had written a lot of them down. And so, if you're interested in learning more about Bruce Lee, there's there's books that capture a lot of his. Uh, his philosophies of life. And that is a perfect example of a, a really progressive thought back, you know, at the time when, um, you know, those, those thoughts weren't as common. Um, so I, I appreciate you bringing, bringing that up. And so we, we are want to continue to support ARIA and we will continue to, uh, to, to, you know, let our audience know about the different uh, events that you have coming. And if there any is anyone out there that wants to join that uh, ARIA, please visit aria.org, A-R-E-A-A.org. And Amy, thank you so much. On behalf of our audience, we appreciate your time. We know how busy you are uh, running a company as well as ARIA and, and doing all the other uh, amazing things that you do. So we know how busy you are, especially this month. Um, so we appreciate the, the time you took to uh, come on the show. And then of course, on behalf of Amy and myself, we wanna uh, thank our audience for continuing to support our show. And if, um, 
the best way you can help us is to just tell a friend. Think of one other real estate professional that could benefit from having heard this great conversation with Amy and send them a link to our show. Easiest way to do that, you can send them right over to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever done, you can stream right from the website. If they're a podcast person, just have them pull up a podcast app and search for Keeping It Real and have them hit the subscribe button and then they've got all of our episodes. Now, Amy, thank you so, so much. And uh, we will hope to see a decrease in the next time we talk in, in uh, Asian American violent crime. Um, and uh, we hope that that, that obviously uh, changes course and we'll do everything we can to uh, bring that awareness to, to our audience. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. You have a good day. Oh, 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 oh,